Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran in studio by phone. And got a great show lined up for you here today, folks, talking, of course, the upcoming NFL draft and what the Broncos are going to be looking at in terms of acquiring some college talent April 23rd through 25th. So, Ryan, we'll start off with the cornerback need. And obviously they got A.J. Bouye via trade, uh, relying on Bryce Callahan to come back, hopefully to cover the slot. But the other outside cornerback, a big question mark heading into 2020 as of right now. Yeah, it's a question mark because, you know, you can't can't say with any confidence the starters on the roster. You know, go over the depth chart real quick. You, know, you mentioned uh, Bouye. And by the way, I was on Jacksonville Radio back at my old haunts last week, and, and they still call him Bouye. So, so we'll just call him AJ, I guess. AJ. You know, uh, that AJ guy. We need to get him a jersey number first. But okay, uh, well, I digressed already in the first minute. Okay, uh, Bouye, outside corner. Um, after that, you have Bryce Callahan, health permitting. After that, a bunch of guys. Isaac Yadam, Duke Dawson, Devontae Harris, Devontae Bosby. Um, they list Elijah Holder, but he's, he was moved to safety during the season on the practice squad. So because of Callahan, I think the quarterback corner is a need. Um, ideally, if I'm the Broncos and John Elway, I take a corner in the first two rounds that I feel could start uh, right away so you can make Callahan just your nickel, which is still 70-75% of the snaps, but you just don't know how durable Callahan's going to be. And with his contract, he may be in his last year here anyway, so get a rookie corner, have him opposite of Boye, and and, and establish um, some continuity at that position after they went through a merry-go-round of of, of characters last year. And, And there are some corners worth considering. Yeah, you look at the uh, cornerback draft board and just, you know, a little sampling here. Jeff Oduka, cornerback from Ohio State, widely projected to be one of the top cornerbacks taken. You got C.J. Henderson out of Florida, another Ohio State cornerback, Damon Arnett. So there's some choices. But like you said, Ryan, uh, are any of these guys or or other guys going to be ready to plug and play? Because that's really what John Elway is looking for here. Yeah, and I think so. Um, you mentioned Nakuda from Ohio State. He may go third to Detroit. They traded Darius Slay to Philadelphia. They didn't want to pay him a contract extension. So Akuda is probably the top corner of the draft. He'll be gone early. The question is C.J. Henderson from Florida. You know, six foot two oh four, around four three nine forty at the combine. And I wrote about him way back, way back when. My rub on Henderson for the Broncos at fifteen, if he's there, is the knock on him is playing physical. Well, Vic Fangio says for a defensive back to play for him, tackling is non-negotiable. So that may that may have the Broncos passing on him, even if he is there. But I think there's going to be some good value in the second round. I'll give you a couple of names that we've written about or will be. You know, A.J. Terrell from Clemson, second round projection, 6'1", 195. You know, everybody's going to say, hey, he got torched by Jamar Chase in the national championship game uh, for LSU. Yes, he did. But on a couple of those touchdowns, he had tight coverage. He battled in the second half, played better. Here's the other thing. Jamar Chase is going to make everybody look bad. He's going to be the top receiver drafted next year. He wasn't eligible this year. So um, so he could be an option. Jalen Johnson from Utah played a lot of press man in college, which isn't the Broncos style. So they would have to project a little bit to see how he plays in zone. And, uh, and then you mentioned Arnett. 
Again, good size, fifth-year senior. That's a rarity to come out of Ohio State's program, 5'11", 195. A couple other guys, Bryce Hall from Virginia, 6'1", 202. You know, had he come out of the draft for last year, he would have been a first-round pick, led the nation in past breakups of 24. You know, this year, lasted six games, ankle surgery, second, third-round pick. And then, you know, with I'll give you one more name, Josiah Scott from Michigan State. Good numbers, but he's 5'9", uh, 5'9", 185. How does Vic Fangio feel about drafting a corner that may not be on the, the same height scale that he prefers? So a lot of corners in this draft after the first round. So they could get some good value second, third round, especially when they have a combined four picks. And of course, Ryan, if we had Devontae Bosby or Devontae Harris on the show right now, they'd be having something to say about their prognosis for buying for that opposite uh, starting quarter, cornerback well, position. Obviously, they both got chances last year and were up and down. Yeah, I mean, Bosby, I think, was ready, was on his way to put a little bit of a, a, a vice grip on that spot. Then he got uh, broke a bone in his neck right. when he got hit by A.J. Johnson in the first Chargers game. Devonta Harris hung on for a couple games. He was exposed. Isaac Yadam had multiple chances. Same thing. Duke Dawson played the nickel. Couldn't, I was going to say couldn't stay on the penalty box, but wrong sport. Couldn't avoid the flag. <laughs> um, and I think the Callahan thing has has to have the Broncos thinking about another layer to this corner situation. Do they draft a guy that has experience playing inside in case Callahan breaks down again or never even reaches the field? I would probably say no with my second-round guy. Just get a guy that specializes outside that maybe later in the draft if a guy falls who has experience playing over the slot receiver, then you can go that route. But you mentioned Bosby and Harris. Um, you know, if, uh, put it this way, if, if we're writing about corners and I, w- and I would hear, hey, you know, uh, they're not looking at corners, don't bother. I'd go another direction. We've definitely been uh, exploring the corner market for sure. Again, folks, first in Orange Podcast, O'Halloran and Newman previewing the NFL draft, of course, from a Broncos perspective. And let's shift focus a little bit to another aspect of Vic Fangio's defense, and that's the defensive line. Now, of course, Ryan made the trade for Jarrell Casey from coming over from Tennessee. He's going to shore up defensive end. They got Shelby Harris re-signed unexpectedly at the other D-end, and Mike Purcell coming back on, on a tender at the nose tackle. So it seems their, their front three are shored up. They got Draymond Jones to Marcus Walker as some depth there. Do you foresee them making any other moves, perhaps uh, late in the draft? Well, I'll answer that part last. Um, in the first round, if a guy like Kinlaw from South Carolina falls, right. and they may say, hey, he's the best player on the board right now. Let's take him, like they did with Bradley Chubb two years ago. They didn't think Bradley was going to be there at five. They thought Cleveland may have taken him at four. They took Denzel Ward the corner instead. If it's not in the first round, I think you look later, you know, you know, third round, you got three draft picks right now. And... My issue is, yes, they've added to it. They re-signed Shelby Harris. They acquired Jarrell Casey. But Shelby's on a one-year deal. Jarrell Casey is plus 30 years old. Demarcus Walker hasn't really done a lot last year of his contract. Mike Purcell, nose tackle, when he signs his tender, one-year deal. Draymond Jones, second-year player, third-round pick last year. More of a pass rusher at this point than he is a run a run defender. So I think they, if the value is there, I think they would be interested in adding a, a big body and 
you know, there are some of those guys. And, and you know, Vic Fangio likes versatility and, you know, the ability to play end, play the nose if possible. You know, uh, a couple of names that we've written about are, you know, Justin Matabuke from A&M, 6'3", 2'93". I watched him against LSU, Kyle. I wasn't impressed, maybe because Lloyd Cushenberry, the center, was so good. Um you know, Raekwon Davis from Alabama, 311 pounds. Devon Hamilton from Ohio State, we wrote about him last week, 320. Hasn't played in a 3-4 front, though. So, Fotu um, from, from Utah, 6'5", 330. That is a big, big man, and he could be a fit. Let's go the other way. Let's say they want to draft an edge guy who can play a little bit of defensive end and pass rushing situations. That's a Jason Strobridge from North Carolina listed at 6'4", 275. And, uh, you know, maybe a James Lynch from Baylor, 6'3", 289. So, you know, I would expect them to add somebody at some point. But um, if, it's not after, if it's not in the first round, they probably would wait a day. And, hey, how about that inside linebacker two position, Ryan? I mean, obviously – Todd Davis uh, coming back, but there's some maybe strings attached with that. He's led the team in tackles through the last four years. They re-signed Alexander Johnson after he had a big kind of coming out party last year. Is that a potential, you know, need there? And obviously Josie Jewell, we can't forget about him, mostly injured last year. Well, if you, if you read my email from readers, they want a new left tackle and they want new inside linebackers. Uh, this is a team, uh, this is a defense that struggled to cover the middle of the field for years. I mean, the bell of the ball is Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. He's not going to be there at 15. If John Elway trades up, I believe it would be to make a run at him or um, an offensive tackle. After that, Patrick Queen from LSU, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, Willie Gay from Mississippi State, all guys that have some issues or some you know, or were very productive. Kenneth Murray, very productive. Patrick Queen, one-year starter. Willie Gay from Mississippi State, he gained notoriety at the bowl game when he punched out his quarterback in practice. What the hell is that? It's not the best I way to gain I draft notoriety. Almost, <laughs> I, I almost want the Broncos to draft Willie so we can say, what happened? Uh, but and then I'll throw out a semi-local name, Logan Wilson from Wyoming, grew up in the state, 6'2", 241. You know, Gain his momentum. He, he had eye-popping production. Here's what I think helped Logan, and I talked to him about this at the Senior Bowl. His first part of his career while when his defensive coordinator was Scotty Hazleton, who is a former NFL uh, linebackers coach, now the defensive coordinator at Michigan State for Mel Tucker. You know, Scotty Hazleton, who I covered in Jacksonville, comes from the Pete Carroll, Bonnie Kiffin, Gus Bradley, Dan Quinn, Robert Sala tree. So that is a pro-style defense. So a lot of the concepts that Logan Wilson had to do, uh, he said it will help him in the NFL. And I'll throw out one more name since he is from Colorado, Davion Taylor. We had a 4-3-9 at the Combine, so that caught a lot of people's attention. You know, 6'2", 2'28". Um, he'd be a day three guy, I think, along with Troy Dodge from Oregon. So, you know, if they don't draft one in the first round, I think maybe what their, 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 their plan could be is, hey, draft a guy in the second round or third round, have him be a sub-package linebacker to start because he's athletic, can cover, et cetera, and then get him ready for every down duty in 2021. That said, if you, this player has a great camp, Todd Davis is only guaranteed 500 grand. Right. That's easily move, move easily can move uh, away from that. You know, pair this kid with Alexander Johnson, and that Josie Jewell could be a backup slash special teams core guy. But 
I, I do expect him to take an inside linebacker, and I expect him to take an edge outside linebacker, too, to add some depth behind Chubb and Miller. Well, and Ryan, you mentioned the possibility of Elway moving up from the number 15 slot, and you addressed that in your mailbag this week, but three third-round picks, 10 picks overall, got some room to play with, although this is a somewhat loaded draft in a position like wideout where you, you have a need. What's your probability odds there of Elway potentially trading up higher in that first round? He's not afraid to toggle on the draft board on, on opening night. Last year he moved from 10 to 20, gained a second-round pick that helped him move up and night two to get Drew Locke. Uh, in Friday's paper and online on Thursday, I look at the last 20 drafts. The number 15 pick has been traded nine times. The biggest move up was Tennessee. They moved up from 15 to 8 in 2016 for Jack Conklin, the right tackle. Here's the key, though. The Titans already had a satchel of draft picks uh, because of the Jared Goff trade, so they could afford to give up uh, a future second plus a, another later round pick just to move up. Most of these teams, Arizona moved up five. Uh, San Francisco moved down two. Philadelphia moved up three. So it's very, it's a very short window. Back in 2006, Mike Shanahan moved up from 15 to 11 to draft Jay Cutler. So uh, it's not going to be a big leap up. But even if it's up four or five spots, it's probably going to cost you a, a second round or at least one of your third round picks. But it's all about a player. If the players you target are worth moving up for, I, I expect John Elway to be aggressive. And the wild card would be if he moves up for a left tackle. That's the end of Garrett Bolts. Because um, if you move up and draft one in the first round, you're saying you're our guy. And I would release Bowles and eat the cap pick because you know, there's no use having him as a backup, I don't think. But, uh, but if they draft one later on, then you say he's more of a developmental guy. The other position to move up for is if they feel one of the receivers is far and away better than the others. Um, and, and they don't want to be there sitting there and take the third or fourth receiver. So, But uh, we'll see. I mean, last year, trading down is a lot different than trading up, that's for sure. Big, big draft for John Elway. Lots of decisions upcoming for the Broncos. Of course, head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage up to and through the NFL draft by Mr. O'Halloran and myself. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. And until next time, folks, take it easy. Take it easy.